Hey guys, happy Thursday. So my goal for this podcast was to release episodes every other Wednesday, and I've obviously already failed at that, (laughs) but going forward, I'm going to be releasing episodes every Wednesday. Um, I'm having more conversations with people than I thought I would be having, and that's amazing. So be sure to subscribe or add or whatever you do to make sure that you don't miss an episode. Today's conversation is with my friend Lauren. Lauren and I are both new to teaching, um, and we talk about working and mental health and how those tie together. There are a lot of factors, you know, with being new to a job, but being new to a job or relatively new to a job when the world is upside down um, was stressful. I think that we can all agree that working in a pandemic, regardless of what your job is, was a stressful time. And we are still feeling the repercussions of that, um, especially with mental health. I know I went through some ups and downs just pandemic related, you know, and other things too, but definitely pandemic related ups and downs. And um, yeah, I mean, mental health was a big thing I had to focus on. Um, I think one interesting thing about this conversation that you'll notice is that Lauren is introverted and I'm extroverted. So you can kind of get two different perspectives of how we both dealt with the pandemic from those kinds of lenses. I hope you to enjoy today's conversation. And again, make sure that you subscribe or add me to a playlist or whatever you do so you don't miss an episode going forward. Hey, I'm Sydney. And I don't really like life change. As a matter of fact, I think it's actually part of my personality. It's woven in my DNA. But we all have to deal with it. Moving, dating, and new jobs, you name it. We've all been there or we're still going through it. This is a podcast about changes in life. Dealing with them, embracing them, and ultimately asking, can anyone else relate to this? actually on the walk today with this girl we were talking about like a year ago how how a year ago feels so long ago like so long ago because and I was like yeah I I went through so much and I think I'm a different person (laughs) I'm like mentally a little bit more mature maybe but I was like man there's been a lot that's happened in a year. So much has happened in a year, and it's crazy. Like, it all just depends on how you measure those milestones. Because I think about, like, me and, like, a year ago, I was, you know, still looking for a full-time teaching job. I was doing this, this, and this. But also, like, a year ago, we had just found out, like, Kyle and Cassidy were, they had announced they were pregnant, and now they have a kid who's, like, a couple months old, and I'm like... My sister had a baby March 2020. That child is now walking and has teeth and is eating solid food. That is how long (laughs) we've been in this pandemic, and... Um, I was just thinking about like not even COVID related, but just all my things I've been through in the past year. I was like a year ago, I was living in a different apartment. I had never been in a relationship. Mm -hmm. 
so I was a instructional assistant at a middle school. I remember one of my classes just wasn't doing what they were supposed to, and the teacher who I shared a wall with was not a very good like coworker in terms of being like, hey, like your students are being too loud. It was just immediately like to the assistant principal, and I, it was just a very toxic kind of setting. And I just remember dreading spring break. I did not want spring break to come. I didn't want to come back when spring break was over. You were dreading it because you didn't want to, like, have to come back? I didn't want to come back and have to reestablish all those norms with the students, deal with them, and deal with her. Yeah. And then, like, a week before spring break, boom. Like, we're going to be out for two weeks. So, Mm -hmm. like, a week before spring break, leading into spring break, and we'll kind of establish then, and then within a week... It was like, you know, the school year in person is over, mm-hmm. and I was told, you know, you're still going to get paid, but at this point, you're not doing anything. So, and it was just like, oh my gosh. And I remember, like, being like, this is crazy, and just, like, taking basically the end of March to just, like, relax, and I did a lot of reading. Yeah. And by, like, the start of April, I, f- I felt a lot better mm-hmm. in terms of, like, my anxiety, and it was just really nice. And I felt that way for, like, a large portion of Mm -hmm. kind of, like, the height of the pandemic in the summer. I was like, you know, I'm just going to do what I need to. I'll be okay. Like, I'm wearing my mask, and I'm just not going to go anywhere. I don't have anywhere to be. Mm -hmm. The friends I want to hang out with, like, we text, or I know that they're being responsible, so we can always go hang out, and we can do it socially distanced or kind of socially distanced, and we'll figure it out. It was a relief. I mean, because... Even, you know, we had two separate job titles, but it was our first year of teaching. It was our first, yeah, first year. And so, you know, teachers would say, like, okay, this part, which was, like, January kind of until spring break, was, like, the worst part. And I felt that, you know. (laughs) I I, felt that, too. I was really struggling because I was burnt out Mm -hmm. and the behavior management is the hardest part the first few years. And I was really struggling with that, kind of at my wit's end. And I remember, and now this cat scratch. That's <laughs> good. It's all good. Um, I remember we were in a meeting, and it was kind of like rumor, rumors circulating about we might have a week before spring break off and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh my gosh, if that happened, I would be the happiest person ever. I wouldn't have to be at this place for two weeks, you know. And, um, and then we found out and I was elated. I was like, this is a blessing in disguise. I'm going to go home and I'm going to sleep for two weeks. I don't think I, and I think that's kind of what I did. I like literally was like at home in my bathroom. Um, you know, I feel like I remember before everything went out in March, you and I probably had like met up or we were texting and we both were kind of expressing, we were both just like exhausted and frustrated and, and I remember and yes I remember meeting up with you at some point in probably like February and oh, I, I, we, I we were cried s- I cried I remember this yes we sat in Panera and I just cried to I just cried to you yes I, I told you how how frustrated I was feeling yes. and how how toxic yes work environment I felt like I was in and you were like you need to talk to someone you need to talk to co-workers you need to get a 
Counselor. <laughs> well, you need to get out of there. H E double hockey sticks yeah, out of you there. You need to get out of there. And I just remember crying in the Panera to you, being like, I just don't know what to do. I feel like I'm doing everything that I can. And I remember as the summer started to come to a close and we got closer to August, that feeling of I don't want to be that in that place again. Yeah, I the dread. I can't, I can't be around this person. Was starting to kind of resurface. Yeah, and then like. A couple of weeks before the school year was supposed to start, my the principal at that school called me or saw me and was like, hey, so with everything that's going on, there's a teacher who is concerned about being in person because at that point where I was working, they, they were still going to be in person for school. Yeah. And he's like, well, she's not going to be in here, so we want you to be the body in the classroom. So as I was thinking, you know, getting ready yeah. for us to meet, I was like, I was basically going to be a glorified, like, long-term sub. Right. Because I guess they couldn't bring people into the building. And I was like, that's not really what I had been hired initially for at right. all. And I'm thinking, well, if you're going to do that, you made this whole big point. You had to hire me in part because you needed this additional reading teacher. It's like, what's going on? And I just remember not looking forward to this. I remember being so anxious and overwhelmed. Yeah. And then a job opening came where I am now, and I just remember being really excited. I'm like, I'm going to apply. I'm going to apply. Yeah. I applied and got, like, a call within a couple of days. They're like, we want to interview you. And I, like, went in and interviewed with them, and it was like, oh, this, you know, if it happens, it happens, whatever. Like, right. You, know, you kind of feel those good vibes. Right. Like, I feel like they're asking questions, and I'm doing a good job, kind of getting my point across. And I remember I left, and it's, like, August – Fourth, it's August fifth. Because mm-hmm. I'm going to Walmart in Stanton to go buy a birthday card for my little brother, mm-hmm. whose birthday is the seventh. And I'm walking out of Walmart, and I get this call from a num from a Stanton number, and I'm like, "Hello," and it's like, "Hi, this is so and so from HR. We want to hire you for this job." And I just remember going, "What? Like, <laughs> what? Like, you want to hire me for this job?" Yeah. I want this job. I was like, Give, can, I, can you let me go to my, where I'm currently, I have a contract. And just yeah. Like, I need to go talk to them to make sure I know what I have to do. And he's like, absolutely. And I remember I got in the car and sobbed. I just like <laughs> cried. I called my mom and cried. I called my dad, cried. Called my grandma, cried. I, I like, mean, oh, it's. I got a job. Yes. Cried the entire way to Verona <laughs> for like a 25 minute drive. Got to the school. The principal wasn't there. Talked to the assistant principal, and she's like, that's awesome. All you have to do is... I'm out of here. (laughs) Well, she's like, all you need to do is go to, you know, the where the school headquarters are and... Like central office. You know, go to central office and just talk to them, and they'll, you know, what you need to do. And I was like, awesome. Saw the cokers who I, you know, weren't toxic for me. Yeah. I I just wanted... I was like, I'm leaving. I got a full-time job, and they were excited for me. Got to central office and was like, hi. <laughs> I was like, I, you know, I had, they're like, here's what you do. And within like less than a week, I was starting at this, you know, new job, this new school, you know, there for a day thinking we're going to be in person. And then they were like, never mind, we're going to be virtual. Yeah. And we were virtual till almost February. I, so, so it yeah. It was a roller coaster. Like, yeah. In terms, like, I was like, in a bad place at the start of the pandemic and I was feeling good and then I was in a bad place again. 
And then it was like, it turned around. And I was like, yeah, I feel like I'm kind of like riding on like a... Yes. And I've, I've honestly felt that way. There's been a couple like ups and downs, especially when we were transitioning back to in person. Yeah. There was some like anxiety of like, oh my gosh, how's this going to go? Yeah. But honestly, it's felt really good. And I, I don't know. If I were to have told myself a year ago, like, you're going to be, like, happy, you're going to really love all your coworkers, uh-huh. you're going to feel built up by them, I would have been like, that's shit. Right. Like, no. Because that's not where I was a year ago. I was just like, I felt really beaten down. And even though I was still doing things with that school system, helping deliver meals, and yeah. that was really nice, and I enjoyed the people who I did that with, Yeah, I was still just like... I, I don't want to go back and be in that room, yeah. be next to that, this, like, toxic environment. Right. And just, it was like, oh, yeah, maybe those kids, because I had worked with some of them the previous year, they'll be good. But I was just like, I don't know No, I mean, that do. makes total sense. Just, like, the dread getting closer to it. And we had such a big period of time where it was so unstructured, which was, like, at first it was fine for me, but I'm pretty, like, extroverted and people oriented Mm -hmm. and so I started doing um some volunteering with an organization that's in Augusta well yeah what is it United Way no I'm wearing this (laughs) you know and I was like I just need to be around people (laughs) you're talking about that and I'm like I love my new school as I wear that I know you're in your school show I live United (laughs) um and I that really like brought me up a little Mm -hmm. bit because I was like I would love my family moved out to this apartment, mm-hmm. and I thought, I was told at first that the girl living there wasn't going to be there during the summer, and I was like, sweet, place to myself, <laughs> and then she was there, but then she yeah. didn't want to talk to me, so I was just like, golly, I'm like craving people, so the volunteer thing was so good for me, like mentally, to like have something, um, and then I like worked with like one of my old cooperating teachers, yeah. which was so fun, um, and then saw some people I worked with. Um, and then I, like, got to see friends and stuff and kind of focused the summer on this, like, new relationship I had and everything, but, um, when school came back, I was, like, I had a lot of, in the month of August, I was, like, a range of emotions because it was, like, into the unknown, kind of, you know, (laughs) exactly, um, and, um, like, I didn't really finish my first year, so it's, like, it's, like, first year 2.0, yeah. you know? No, I under, I totally understand. I remember meeting with my, like, professional learning community, the other civics teachers where I was teaching, and we're, like, okay, so we got to figure out how we're going to do this, you know, course online. Yeah. We're only going to see the kids. I, th- I think I saw all of my students at the start every single day, but it was, like, for, it was only for part of the day, like, nine to noon we were having school, or maybe it was, I don't know. The schedule changed. The schedule changed. From theoretical schedules, even, schedules that we never even did, (laughs) and you're planning around the schedule, because at the beginning, I'm trying to think, we, you know, we started at August, and we had, like, three weeks of teacher work days, because it got extended, it got pushed back, and... At the beginning, I, I honestly, I think I got our, some of that I erased from my memory, but at the beginning yeah. it was like, here's Canvas. We're going to start using Canvas. Yeah. Um, and then we're going to have kids here, and this is the weird schedule we're going to follow. 
And, I mean, well, I just remember, you know. I remember, I mean, I can't, I genuinely can't remember in terms of, like, seeing the kids. But I remember we had, like, a 9 to noon teaching schedule. And I know okay. That, and I know that sounds really short. But, like, we were teaching, like, back to back to back to back like, classes. I'm like, I wonder if we had that. I can't remember. I, I honestly don't remember what the beginning of the year schedule was. And then our end of the day, our, like, 1 to 3, we had, like, a break after a certain point, we started bringing in students who were struggling or students who needed their accommodations. Right. Like, met, and so I would work with some students for some of that time. Right. But so sometimes you'd sit there kind of like one to three, especially on like a Monday where it's kind of the start, and you're like, I don't know. What am I supposed to do with this time? I'm like trying to plan ahead, but how far ahead do I plan when I'm like, who knows if they'll grasp this con, especially civics. Civics is a great, like, practical course right but at 12 years old seventh grade it's just kind of like uh why do I care about like voting and like right how do you become like like the ins and out of how a law is made and it's like okay like I understand that but it's like it's such a show schoolhouse rock (laughs) lots of schoolhouse rock lots of crash course yeah. But that's the thing. You had to figure out what worked and what didn't work. So it's like, I and try. And you're kind of like all planning this, like in a theoretical sense. Like, this might work. You know, I now that I think of it, I remember the schedule. I remember we sat down. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we, we weren't even talking about content at that point. Yeah. Because I was on a team of people that we had already planned the content. And mm-hmm. we we did make our, like, um, what do you call it? Pacing guide on that. Yeah. But I'm just trying to wrap my brain around, like, what is in my day-to-day? A, B, this, this, this. And so, anyways, but all that went out the window. We had all these, we kept having all these faculty meetings, literally, like, multiple faculty meetings a week. Um, People getting up in arms, very divided. Um, I remember we were having faculty meetings in person and then on Zoom as well. And on Zoom ones, it would be the comments were blowing up, or, you know, the comments are... And um, finally, (laughs) yeah, finally they had like a school board meeting and they were like, yeah, we probably should be virtual. And I was like, thank goodness, you know, and they think they pushed the school back two weeks and it was just so stressful because I was just like, man, I don't agree with anything my school system is doing right now. Like they don't take COVID seriously. And then when school started, I was like, this is weird. This is really weird. And as the first semester went on, I was just so, like, depressed because, like, not being with kids was so, like, depressing. We were we had to be in a room um, by ourselves. We couldn't interact with other people. Yeah, I think – I definitely didn't go through that, but I think that's in part because our situations were a little bit different. I mean, yeah. we had some kids coming in, and we were still – I mean, masked up six feet apart. We were still allowed to, like – interact and be with our coworkers, and I think that was good for me. So do you think that you felt different? Um, I guess this is kind of like you had a lot of differences in the first and second semester because first semester you're like learning a lot of stuff as a teacher and the, you're all virtual and mm-hmm. then second semester you might you might be a little bit more confident and then you have kids in the classroom so like how did how did you feel with like those kinds of transitions? I think I felt okay in part because I had done all of my like middle school placements when we were in undergrad and grad school in civics. Yeah. So the point of the year in which you always enter those is actually where the kids are coming back. We started again in person. So I was like, 
already have stuff. I feel really confident. We're talking about the three branches. Yeah. It's not like I'm trying to teach them about, like, concepts of government, like, you know, consent of the governed. Right. What is a representative democracy? Like, you're not trying to teach them that. It's like, this is how you sign up to vote. This is, like, voting laws that we have. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, like, the most practical concept, so it's not like, oh, my gosh. And you're, like, more confident It's more trying stuff. to figure out how can I kind of switch activities that sometimes you do more, like, hands-on. Right. Into a, we have to be six feet apart, you really have to stay at your desk, your mask needs to be up, and you're trying to, like, micromanage, like, a room of 12, 12 And you're teaching virtual and in person so so is that what you did so i didn't do them at the same time well i didn't do them at the same time but like but no yeah you're still teaching how you know half your students are virtual half are in person and it's like okay now that i have this how do i make this practical for both practical for both and that's gonna mean someone's gonna get gonna get the short end of the stick kind of yeah. thing and for, that was for a while the way that this that was set up when it was before we had like before we had kids coming four days mm-hmm. a week in the av days yeah. i was like the only way that this is gonna work is if they, they come in in the morning that was all they were there for is if they're just working on stuff and then i teach everybody in the afternoon yeah, we have... Because everyone was still required to come to Zoom in the afternoon. But I'm like, well, I'm not going to double teach the in-person kids, you know? And so I was like, they come in, they're doing work, and that's okay. And then we Zoom in the afternoon. Like, even up until then, I wasn't really on board. And, like, I mean, and even having kids in the classroom boosted my mood a lot just because mm. I, I hated virtual. I couldn't connect with it just was so hard to connect with kids virtually but when all the kids were in four days a week and they were like these kids no longer you know the only kids who were zooming are the virtual kids so I could then split them off into two groups and the in-person kids we started to do projects and we would go outside and that was more of the environmentalism kind of um chapters that I was teaching I see chapters sections whatever we don't like in a textbook you, you know but um and I'm that's like my cup of tea and at that point it's kind of like you know what we're end of the year just I'm like I'm going to do whatever I want and so I got to do some fun projects and it it was just like so fun like I looked forward to going to work as opposed to back in the fall where I was like I'm dreading going to work and sitting at my desk for seven hours and not talking to people and not having something to like I didn't have things to fill my day because we taught we taught like two wait what would we taught two, two, two we taught like two days a week and it would be like history like the kids would have like history and mm-hmm. English on Monday and Thursday, and then they would have science and math Zoom on Tuesday and Friday, and then Wednesday was a office hour day, you know. And so the kids themselves were on the computer all day, too. But, yeah, we would teach two times a week in the fall. And the other days, I'm just like, well, I don't know what to do to fill my time, you know. It's not like I'm taking care of kids, and it was so depressing. But... Getting in doing projects, I mean, I was, and, and also having, like, a, a classroom of kids, it's like, 10 kids or 12 kids, it was, like, perfect. Like, I'll never be able to do that again. Yeah. It was so much better mentally for me just to be around people because, like, I guess during the rest of COVID, like, 
it doesn't bother me as much if I'm like at home and alone or whatever. But being in a stupid freaking classroom for seven hours a day, like I, it was awful. Like and I, and I think for most people who are like really people oriented, at least that I talked to in the hall, they were like, "Yeah, I was really depressed in the fall." I was like, same. I was always in a bad mood because I was like by myself all the time. It's yeah, terrible. I definitely, I definitely understand. Even though I'm definitely more of an introvert and I'm not necessarily like thriving off the energy of people. Right. There's something about being in the classroom with students that does mm-hmm. give you energy, and not knowing in or if, when or if you're going to be able to finally be in person with them you know am I finally gonna see their face and not a black screen or I mean it was just for me draining to do zoom because like it's like okay I'm teaching it's 1 p.m these kids have their screens off they're or they're taking a nap I want to take a nap like I'm tired too you know like I just was like always like so drained because it's like I wasn't motivated, and it was hard to motivate the kids when I wasn't motivated. I will say this. I I think the hardest thing for me once we switched to in-person and we still had some virtual wasn't the uh, teaching the actual my actual virtual content class because that was easy. That was my the very first class I taught in the day, so I just, you know, left Zoom open. Yeah. But I had to teach, or I say teach in quotation marks, I had to lead our like homeroom class hybrid so I had students in my classroom and then I had students who were logged in on zoom who were assigned to me who had to come and it's like you have to have attendance in by this time and so I'm trying to like see if these kids are going to come so I can submit attendance so they can run a report for the day and it's just it's like all over the place and Mm -hmm. you're trying to you know have a conversation with the kids about this and that, pay attention to questions the kids have in the chat, Mm -hmm. and, you know, you're trying to juggle all of this technology all at once, and it was just, that. I think that was the most draining thing. Yeah. It was frustrating. (sighs) This whole year, you know, I, I think most of the year, I just really struggled to be motivated, and that kind of carried into my personal life of, like... I was just so low energy, and especially for the fall, kind of winter, low energy, and just, (coughs) I was just, like, not happy about anything, really, because, and, you know, spending most of my day at my job that wasn't making me happy just made me, like, miserable as a person, and I think that was my lowest moment of the pandemic, because that's also when I was, that pandemic was like getting worse yeah and cases were going up and people weren't taking it seriously and I was just constantly frustrated and angry and sad and tired and um no I remember feeling that frustration like like you know it teaching is such a like being a teacher you have to have a lot of thick skin not only for like kids who just like I don't like you today but also just kind of for, like, society in general. Yeah. And we've talked about this before, and I don't remember if we've talked about it the last time we, like, recorded. But, you know, at the start of the pandemic, there was this, like, pendulum swing to teachers are amazing. They deserve millions of dollars for everything they're doing. 
And then, yeah, they said that when I was like at home, not doing anything. I'm like, well, so, sure. <laughs> well, so and then as, the, as you get closer to the start of the next school year, we're starting to creep kind of back closer to the middle where people are divided. Should we be in person? Should we not be in person? If you're in person, should you have to have a mask on? Should you not have to have a mask on? Oh, well, it's not being transmitted by kids. It's like, okay, well, kids aren't the only people in school. Yeah, lots and of then you different have, opinions. Like, this total like momentum swing the other yeah. way where it's teachers are saying we do not feel safe. We think we need to be virtual or you need to, like, severely limit the number of students who are right. allowed to come to school. It's like, you're lazy, you're not doing your job, blah, blah, blah. I mean, people were, like, you know, the teacher teachers' unions are saying things like, you know, we don't feel safe. And then people are like, well, we're not going to listen to the teacher union teachers' unions because who, like, teachers' unions are made out of teachers, people who are in the classroom, and it was frustrating, you know, to talk to people and then be like, what's the big deal? And it's like, look, like, I, you, you know, I, if you've been in the middle school, and I said this at the beginning of the year, because they're talking about, you know, safety stuff and ventilation, I'm like, if you've been in the middle school, you know, the ventilation cannot be that good, because there's a rusting funk you know what I'm saying? Like, it, yeah. it, you know, you get some, you get some, some kids that come in, they're sweaty. Yeah. They don't know what deodorant is. In sixth grade, they, they don't know what deodorant is. And, and there's a resting funk. So the ventil, you can't tell me that there's good ventilation. Yeah. When we got the air on, they just, they t- literally turned the air up and they turned the temperature down and then forced us to stay in classrooms. I mean, I had a friend who sent me, um, the reading of the temperature in his room, and it was 46 degrees. Could not leave the room. Had to, like, email to ask to leave his classroom. Um, and this was before the kids were there. Yeah. But, like, literally it was cold, and then they were t- they were telling us to stay in the rooms. And then there was a COVID outbreak among teachers at our school, and all this is going we got on. Lucky. We didn't have one of those. And I had to fight to say, like, I don't feel comfortable going into that building when there's 20-plus teachers who have – either have COVID or have been exposed to COVID. Yeah. I had to I had to get my counselor to send a note to have me be excused. Me. It was like a week before Christmas. It like was literally right before Christmas break. And I the reason I did it is because like I and I talked to the principal and she's like, it's not a big deal, kind of and she didn't say those words, but yeah. it, it was kind of like, you know, you should be safe. My mom was like, I really don't want you going into that school. And, and I, you know, people close to me were like, mm-hmm. I don't want you going into there. And, and I was like, that was when anxiety, you know, for COVID, like I was taking it seriously, mm-hmm. but I didn't have bad anxiety about it until that came, like that was a thing. And I was so frustrated about the numbers of COVID um, in Waynesboro, in the school, and then how they were dealing with it. And yeah, I mean, well, I, I was like, I'm not gonna go, mm-hmm. you know, to school. I don't feel safe, and 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 I had teachers quietly supporting me, but I was yeah. like, yeah, this is ridiculous, and that's when I really struck me. I was like, this is a serious disease. This is I'm not joking around with this, and that's yeah. when my anxiety got really bad well, about I think COVID. That's kind of the point where having an administration and a community and an environment at your school that you know, is very supportive, is important. Yeah. I remember our, you know, our administration being like, look, if you don't feel good, even if you don't think it's COVID and you can work, stay at home. Just email us. You know, you're not going to, you don't have to take sick time because you're going to be just working from home. Right. You know, if you, you know, something comes up and you like wake up in the morning, again, you don't feel good, just let us know. Like, we'll get it figured out. 
And that was so nice to know, like, if I woke up one morning and I didn't, you know, I was being safe and I'm not getting exposed to COVID, but I'm just going to be like, I don't feel good. Yeah. I know I had the option of from working from home and not, even though I was going to work, not feeling like I had to, like, like, oh, I need to take sick time. Can you do this and that? Yeah. I don't know. Like I said, I saw recently, like, this afternoon, you know, thinking about, like, how teachers are looked at, this parent in another state, like, posed as her child and, like, made it through the entire school day. She's like, I'm just trying to, like, prove it's, you know, the security of school. And I'm just like, you know, I'm like, I got to read these comments. And of course it's like, what do you mean she poses her child? Like, like she, she went to school and like had her, had a hood up, had a mask, had glasses and pretended to be her child. Like she's like a, probably my, like, my height or shorter, okay. but it's like, like po- posing, okay. posing as her child. Wait, what was the outcome? So it apparently it wasn't until the end of the day the teacher was like, "Can you stay?" She's like, "You're not this person." She's like, "No, that's my daughter," and she ended up getting arrested and like charged with like criminal trespassing. But she's like, "Oh, my point is to show that schools aren't you know the security." And of course, everything. No, that the, just means that know, she has dumb teachers. Every, the, every, well, everything in the comments uh-huh. is like literally that is the teacher's only job, like to know like the you know who is in their classroom. It's like, you know, it's like you know what? First off, give me a break. Like, I have so like. There's so many things that we're dealing with right now. I could have honestly I, done that last I, year when it's like 25, you know, well, because that's another thing too. You know, I saw my students. Overstuffing classrooms, it's like, well, saw, yeah, that could have happened. Well, like, you know, you see your students from like nose up, they've got masks on and, you know, with a hood up, I wasn't going to be that teacher. I was not having that argument with students. I was like, if having your hood up is going to, you know, keep you engaged and not sleep in my class, fine. You can have it up. I'm not going to argue with you. About I, the that kids already year. went through so much mental taxation that I was not going to, I was not going to you know, like get on them for something as petty as well, so, that. Well, that's kind of my thing. I'm like, so she got into the school. She apparently passed the principal too. So where were you mad at the principal? Like what, what is she? So her kid, what did, was her, tra- her kid didn't go to school. Is that, that the biggest thing that she's concerned about? Is like, like her kid didn't go to school that day. Like, <laughs> She's an idiot. I don't know. It was just really interesting. Like, everyone's attacking teachers. It's like, how dare... I'm thinking, okay, like, let me give you a lineup of, you know, in a day, let's see, if I had 12 kids, which was the max I could have in each of my classes, you know, that's 36, 40, 48 kids who I have only seen since February. Yeah. I've only seen them from the eyes up, like... From the nose up. Yeah. And there's you know, other people in the hallway. Like, God, you know, God forbid, in a rush between two classes, I'm not like, hey. Um, I, yeah, I could see myself, like, definitely last year, because I had some classes that were so packed full of kids, because, you know, kids come and go, schedules change. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, they like to give you, you know, more and more and more kids, and that really told yep. me... This year when we had, like, you know, I had a class of 8 or 10 or 12, I was like, this is how it's meant to be, honestly. Because it's not, you know, I was able, not that I don't form relationships with with kids in a bigger classroom, it's just that I don't form a relationship with every kid, but I was able to do that in these smaller settings and, and just the way it was it was set up. But uh, in a bigger class, there's so much chaos, you know, and yeah. um, I, don't, and I, don't know. I, I think- yeah. I think there are positives and benefits of smaller class sizes. Like, if, you know, it, it'll never happen because it's not realistic. If I could have a class of, like, 
10 kids, 12 kids. Well, it would be That's more awesome. of a, that would be more realistic, and but not in a public school yeah. setting. It would be awesome, because I had some really productive conversations with yeah. kids, and, you know, I'm trying to think, I had a class, I think, that had, like, seven or eight kids, yeah. and it was a great class. Like, they were always really engaged, asking questions, and it was lots of fun. Like, did you ever, like, talk to the kids about, like, how they were feeling ever? I did. We did that mostly with our, um... Like, advisory? Like, like, yeah, with our homeroom kids. We did do... So, civics is a, like, SOL, so standardized test course here in Virginia. And so, instead of taking the big test, at the end of the year, we had the opportunity to do a project. And we ended up creating a project where the kids got to make a law or executive order about COVID. It could be for Virginia or it could be for the whole country. Right. And this kind of brought in a lot of... Or the galaxy. The whole world. No. (laughs) (laughs) You're funny. But, you know, it brought in all those kind of big concepts we've been looking at. Yeah. And I was telling the kids when I gave it to them, I was like, hopefully, you know, you'll have an opportunity to research and see what's out there and maybe you'll feel yeah. a little bit better. I remember a parent emailed me and was like checking in on their kid who was virtual and he was like, yeah, she's, you know, everything that's going on is stressing her out with the pandemic. And I was like, oh, we're doing this project. So maybe she'll have a chance to do a little bit of research and, you know, see what things we're doing to keep people safe here in Virginia or in the state or just learn about COVID in general and a lot of the projects were really great. I remember asking the kids, at, or talking to the kids at the end of the year, because I was telling one of my classes, surprise, I'm moving up to eighth grade with you. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, <laughs> in a whole other week, we'll see how I feel in a year about that. Yeah. But my, I'm telling the kids, hey, the class we're, you're going to be going to, we're moving to, yeah. is more of a project class. And I remember I had a class who were like, oh, we're so excited. We hate testing I mean they 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 yeah it's awful for them you know I feel like these kids like um when they came in they haven't taken a real SOL since fifth yeah fourth grade well even just them coming back um you know when and and I did a lot of check-ins just in general with kids throughout in science whatever because I'm like you know what I don't really care um I'm just gonna ask kids about their feelings but you know, they're lonely, they're sad, they're tired, they're mm-hmm. not motivated. And I get it, because I was like, I feel that way too, guys. Like, I don't want to do this, you don't want to do this. It's hard to motivate when I can't motivate myself. Um, and then when they came back, um, I, like, they, they, because at the middle school level, they're sixth graders, and they are coming from four different elementary schools, so they... They're coming back and to, you know, in person, and they might know a few kids, but they don't know everybody. Like, they're just coming to middle school for the first time. They're getting to know people. And so I did a few things outside and, 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 and more projecty things. And then they were, like, I could see them forming friends, and you could see that they were trying – they were starting to get happier. Yeah. And, you know, we had conversations about, like – what's working, what's not working, how are you feeling, you know, we, and, and, and I don't have that SOL hanging over me at the end of yeah. the year, so we, you were able to literally just talk, you know, I want to talk, because I'm like, I have been alone all year in my mm-hmm. classroom, and so, yeah, like, it was great, we, we had, um, we did a lot more projects, we have a whole garden 
situation we have like garden interns and a garden cool. at Kate Collins and they have another garden at an elementary school and we went outside and everyone loved it like even kids you would never suspect liking to go garden and dig in dirt they loved it and well, we did like all these cool activities and like everyone got on board yeah. you know and I everybody really, and it amazed me but it was like we just need connection here like yeah we're really, all sad and depressed yeah, and we need connection like yeah the last real month so april yeah once we are starting to have nice weather again i i tried to be intentional about giving my classes if we got everything we needed to do and kind of you know if you do what you're supposed to we get through everything we need to everyone it stays on task we're not trying to intentionally be off task Last five minutes, we can go outside in the little courtyard area. We can get some sun because we're inside. I had an internal classroom, so I had no windows. Oh, gosh. That I, would make me I'm sure the number sad. of snaps that I sent you during the school year, you could see that the wall, like, one of my walls is, like, this dark navy blue. So it makes the room even darker. And it's just kind of depressing. And so I tried to be intentional about getting them outside. And you could kind of just tell they're like, oh, this is nice. And we'd like, it'd be like less than five minutes because we'd have to get back in and get their stuff and they'd have to go to their next class. But it was nice to just go outside for a couple of minutes and get some sun instead of your city. I mean, think about, think about how stressful it is for us as adults to be going through this pandemic and, and like whatever emotions you feel and then be in the body of a little 10 or 11 year old and introverted or extroverted, like these kids need connection and they've been at home and they've been on the computer and they probably have their parents nagging them and they're like, I just need to get the heck out. And so like they want to come to school and even kids that didn't do anything really like they would come to school and maybe, you know, some kids had, you know, they got an F because they didn't do anything, yeah. but they had, we were having good discussions and my, my, some of my last project was like an engineering design thing about the mm-hmm. Great Pacific Garbage Patch and they, everyone got into it and everyone's yeah. design was great and everyone was thinking and I'm like, you know what, regardless of grades, this whole year was a wash, Yeah, let's be honest, um, but I'm glad that we're in and we're engaging and we're making jokes and like... You know, we 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 yeah. we were making um because like I said, we were talking a lot about environmentalism. We were making once before we went out in the garden once making jokes about like poop or something. Uh, we were talking Fair about middle school. We were talking about <laughs> things that could con- contaminate your water, and you know, I, there, someone was like chicken poop, and I'm like, well, what about cows? And so we just kind of like landed on feces. <laughs> And then we go out in the garden, and they're like, God, this looks like poop. And I'm like, keep the poop jokes in the class. But it just, it brought me so much joy just because, like, I know at this time I'm, like, kind of made to be a middle school teacher. It just fits my personality. And so to be able to finally, finally, finally freaking do something that, like, fits with my personality, it took all year, and it took all the kids coming back. I mean, it wasn't until March that I was finally, like, Okay, it literally was a year of me not being able to enjoy the job I want yeah. to enjoy the way I want to enjoy it, and then I was able to, and it was the best thing ever, yeah. and I just remember feeling, like, so happy, Yeah. Um. and I'm. it makes me feel excited for next year, like, like I'm, even though next year's probably, like, next year's gonna be, like, gonna feel like, it's gonna be my third year teaching, yeah. but it's gonna feel like a second year teaching. Yeah, I think next It makes year, me so excited for next year. I think next year will be really interesting. We, our school board has already decided we're moving back to five days a week in person. Everyone's going to be there. Uh-huh. They have switched our start time, so we're going to start later. 
So we're now like 8.30 to 4. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. But there's still this big question of, and the CDC still has it in place, wearing masks. And right. I'm all for wearing the mask. Like, you won't, you know. When the I'm only wearing, thing is I don't want a freaking butt rash on my face again. Well, so, I yeah, had that. When, when I like, break, when I break <laughs> out. That's part of my depression is like my face. You know, once they were like, oh, you can take your mask off outside. I'm like, no, I'm keeping the freaking no. mask on. It gave me a. A, no, a rash you, on my face. Have you not seen the mask? Me, I'm good. Exactly. But I think it'll be really interesting. I mean, I hope that in the next couple of weeks and maybe within the next month, they can approve Pfizer and Moderna for you know ten to eleven. Yeah. And up because then, you know, that's everybody for the middle school. Because that's the thing. Right now, our 7th and up, 7th and 8th graders are eligible for yeah. it. But our 6th graders aren't. So you can't fairly tell them you're the only ones that have to wear a mask when everyone yeah. else doesn't. So, you know, fingers crossed that things can get approved. Because then maybe you can move more towards a normal school year. Yeah. Now, does, you know, the part of my brain that's like, I hate getting sick. Like, and when flu season comes, I'm like, oh, Lord, would I be like, sick. mask on, stay right. away, yeah. sanitizer. Absolutely. But I don't Shoot, know. man. I like. I don't know. It'll be interesting. I mean, I feel like for me, this past like year has just been like very like all over the place. So when they yeah. told me you're moving up to eighth grade, you're going upstairs. Here's your new classroom. I was like, whatever. I was like, Do I don't you, have any. I right. Fit, I fit everything into like work has two just been chaos. I fit everything into two plastic totes and was like, yeah. done. Work life has been chaos. Have you? Do you feel like the the past year there's been any like changes in your own personal life? Uh, I don't know I feel like that's also kind of like a pendulum there are like times where I'm like oh I feel like I need to be really social you feel like you need to be social or you want to be be social I like need to be want to be more social I mean you need you feel like you need to be because you're like oh this must be better for my mental health or it's uh, like it's just is it it like a task or like you want to do it it's kind of a little bit of both it's like oh I like haven't hung out with people in a while (laughs) I mean but I've been enjoying the time on the couch with my dog and my cats. So. And you've been and you read books. That's and I like... read I read a lot. <laughs> um, I don't know. Meanwhile, I'm a halfway through. Like a, you can see this. <laughs> Sid, I, I have, started this in December. I, let's just let's put it. I, I started this last year and I reread. I did reread, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> I feel like you, you've got like very like nice like nonfiction. Like you're learning. Oh, these are all nonfiction. I, I, I'm I mean, over here like. About um, mass incarnation in the eight. This incarnation. Is the, mass incarceration. <laughs> oh God. I can't. Mass incarnation. This is the Jim Crow. Um, See, I got I'm, what about the science of skin? And fun. then I have uncomfortable conversations with a black man. I'm really excited about that one. I read a lot about like, racial injustice. I'm over here reading like contemporary. Oh like, yeah. Romance. I'm like, oh, they kissed. <laughs> Oh, God. Or, like, oh, yes, let me read this movie. You lent me a book. I gave it back. I didn't read the whole you thing. Did. But I was reading. I finally finished that Okay. I, I didn't finish it because it made me mad. I ended up. The you didn't like all, the main character. Well, the, yeah, it was annoying. She was annoying. But I never really read a book like that where it was, like, oh, they're getting very intimate. And I remember reading it in public at the time I was doing soundboard stuff, like at JMU. And my boss is sitting next to me and I was like, I, ah, I can't read this in public. This is weird. <laughs> yeah, no, okay. So you said you're, it pretty much hasn't really yeah, changed. Yeah, I, mean, I think it just, or... it kind of just depends. Okay. I don't know. Like I was like, we like, you know, I listened to your 
uh, last podcast uh-huh. when we're filming this at the time, but on like dating, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna download Hinge. So I oh, that is a new thing. The whole date, the Hinge <laughs> right, app. So I downloaded Hinge and I like filled it out and like <laughs> you know here and there it was like. I was like, I know this person from crew. No. And not that they're not a good person. It was just like, no, we, we can't read. Do you currently re- have Hinge on no, your phone? Okay, got you. But, well, like I said, man. But no, I was sitting, I was like sitting around yesterday and I was like, hmm, I, I don't think I would mind if I re-downloaded it and like started going through it again. But then I was like, I'm like. No, because I'm probably like within five minutes of like. Well, like I, I'm like I said, like I said, in your Pacific, Paci- why can't I talk in your Pacific area? My Pacific, Pacific. Is a, my Pacific is an ocean. Um, what was I gonna say? Specific. Oh, your specific area. area. Like I said, the men that are there, I'm nice sure they people. Nice people. Well rounded. Well rounded. A little more. A little more in the red. Just a little bit. However you interpret that. We'll say that. Go Marks. Go Marks. Go Marks. So you, you download it here. Um, but that's I, the thing. It was maybe like, if you like were, 100 miles. Well, if you – that's the thing. It's like then you match with like people a, in D.C. It's like, no. If you, if you match with people here, they're probably going to – 80% chance they wear, they wear loafers with no socks. <laughs> <laughs> they wear their boat shoes. Or their boat shoes, vineyard vines. Oh. Um, um. I don't know if I told. So, like I said, downloaded Hinge, you know, swiped, finally swiped yes on one person. I was like, maybe I should have sent a cute little note with this. And then I got like a ding. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's this person. It was a totally different person. Seemed like a very nice person. But I was like, no. Um, no. yeah, like I said, like I, you know. And when, then I felt guilty for just rejecting it. Oh, Lord like, have mercy, like, Lauren. Delete. Well, it becomes, yeah, that's the thing is, like, when I had the dating apps, like, um, I guess a lot of people have, maybe, I don't know, a certain personality type had them in COVID, I think, where it's like, I need interaction with somebody, even if it's just messaging. You? Yeah, me, that's me. You? I need interaction with people. Um, and yeah, it, you know, it's a whole, it, it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, but yeah, you know, probably that, I, I'm, I'm glad I went through that. I think I'm, I'm done with that part of my life. I might go back to the dating apps at some point, but, um, yeah. So your life doesn't, I mean, it kind of changed and I, I felt like for me, like I just was like, I'm always like, I want to do, I want to do, I want to hang out. I need to hang out with people. Um, and then I was like, oh, I can't, I feel guilty for, like, in with people, you know, unless it's outside. And so I just was, like, kind of, especially more in the fall. That's kind of what was my darkest hour was, like, fall, winter. I just was, like, so lonely because I was, like, I don't want to hang out with people. Like, I I remember around Christmas time, like, there was a wedding, there was... Um, I, I had friends asking me to hang out, and I was like, I can't because like I want to be around my family, and the cases are going up. No, I remember. I remember. You know, like, I remember wanting to hang out with you, and we had talked about carpooling to the wedding, and you, Ted texted me. You're like, I'm really sorry. I was like, I, I'm not. My, you know, cases are going up. My family doesn't want me to go, and I just remember, tell, being like, oh, I mean, I'm totally that person who apologizes for everything. 
was like, I just, I feel so bad that you feel like you have to apologize because yeah. you know, I feel like I'm bad. I'm like, no, like, you need to do what's best for you and for your family. And I understand, like. And I hated doing that because it's like, I want to do this, but, like, another part of me is like, but this is serious and, uh, it's, it's really it was hard. like a constant struggle. Well, it's hard to find struggle. that balance. And I think maybe that's part of the reason maybe I wasn't so my mental health felt okay because I was able to just fully like fully focus on school because it was my yeah. first real year you know I'm That's trying true. to scramble and get everything together and not that you had finished a full a regular right first year, exactly but you yeah. already had some stuff especially in like the fall right and, winter that's already there so you kind of already have this me I'm like I gotta get all this stuff together so I'm like constantly thinking about school and trying to get stuff together for school right and trying to just stay ahead and not feel like I'm behind so I think next year will kind of be that big question of like where do I feel like my mental health is because yeah. I think no matter what we're still going to be dealing with parts of the pandemic yeah um, I think for me like I didn't want to focus on school all the time because uh, in the fall, like, school was not enjoyable for me, and so I didn't want to think about it, but, like, I had nothing else to do, and and then, yeah. you know, I had a falling out with the roommate situation, moved in back, back in with my parents for a little... And now you're in a little apartment I know, was in with my parents cats. for a little over a month, and that was fine, but, like, you know, when, when you're with... Now your, you got midge and lady. Yeah, midge and lady. Um, living with my parents, it's, like, um, at least for me, like we kind of know, like, okay, this is not the best situation for yeah. me to live here forever. Like, it's not that I don't like my parents. I visit them, you no, know, I because they have a, they have a pool now, so I go a little bit wild. Well, no, I understand. But it's, like, there's, like, this, and, and I've talked to my counselor about there's, like, a psychological, like, we're just, I'm at this age where it's, like, I we just can't live together, no, you, know? you know? And I'm, and my mom recognizes that. She's, like, I know it's better for your mental health if you're not living with us. So, yeah, getting this place, I mean, this apartment has been good, and then it was kind of bad when it was, like, winter and an ice storm, and I was stuck here well, alone. I mean, you and but, I, I mean, I'm at that place now, too. Yeah, you know, but I'm you're still, living I'm, with your I'm still family. At, I'm still at home. I mean, I feel like, you know, no shame in that. Like, yeah. Like, I couldn't financially move out right after grad school, A, because I didn't have a job. That and was me. I was I like, had, I had negative dollars right now, so. And then, and then the job I had, you know. It wasn't enough you to, know, like. You're not making, it, you're not making yeah. enough to sustain rent and they need to pay teaching assistants uh, more everything you know everything else that you have to pay for living alone and my parents you know I'm very fortunate you know they're like you can live at home for however long you need but I'm also at the point and we've talked about like I'm ready to like buy next summer to be like bye like yeah and not because I don't love my parents like my mom is one of my best friends and I love to be at home because that's where our pets are but I'm also just kind of like ready to kind of step out and not feel like I have to, you know, feel bad when I want to sleep in in the morning and the dog needs to go out. Well, I think living on my own, especially even though I'm so people oriented, Mm -hmm. I'm more so like, I like living by myself right now because I can come home and I can like literally just relax. Like this is my place. I don't have to do anything for anybody. You know, I don't need to, like, the other day I came home mm-hmm. and I was, like, kind of in a bad mood, and but I didn't talk to anybody, and I didn't, like, have to talk to anybody, and it was glorious, and I didn't have to, like, you know, if you're in a bad mood, you act out sometimes, but, like, yeah, it's like I don't have to take care of anybody, I don't have to deal with anything, like, I literally can feel 
relax. It's like if you come home and there's no one there. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, that, that feeling. That, no, that stresses me out because oh. I, I watch too much like law and oh, order. Oh, well, well, whatever, mind. whatever. But I think that like, you know, I would highly recommend living on your own at some point to anyone out there because for me, I, like I'm extroverted. But it just, it for me, like and right now it's forcing me to not have to just rely on people for energy and and all this, and, you know, approval and all these things. I'm like, okay, Sydney, well, see, we're focusing on Sydney. I think like, I have the opposite problem. Uh-huh. Because I'm such, and I, I'm okay admitting it, I'm, I feel like I'm a pretty, I fall a little bit further on that introvert scale of being like, right. just, I don't want to hang out with people. People stress me out. Um... But I also need... Is it more like you want people to be around, but, like... Well, I think I need that kind of... You're kind of, like, you don't want to hold, you know, you'd have to be around people sometimes, so you don't... I guess I want to choose to be around people. Does that make sense? I think my thing is I need somebody to hold me accountable in that I can't just, like, hang out on the couch or in my bed. Why not? Well... (laughs) All oh, the, you would do it like, all, all the, time. the time. Oh, gotcha, because gotcha. I need, I need somebody to be like, let's sit, like, in the living room and watch Great, Great British Bake Off, or, or, like, let's play cards, or let's, like, go to, like, like, go get taco, like, something got that, you. Like, Lauren, like, Lauren, you have to interact with people, because I would do that. Like, I would probably go to work, go home, do whatever, go to bed, like, repeat. And would you be happy doing that? I think I could be happy, but I also think I would feel guilty because I'm like, well, I'm like living on my own. Shouldn't I be like being social more? Shouldn't I be? Isn't that it? I mean, it, okay, so I kind of think about this because I, especially now that things are opening up, I feel like the way I said that, it's like a, like a pastor's like, <laughs> shouldn't I? No, but it's like, she's gonna get philosophical. Exactly. No, but you know, now that they're opening up, it's like, should I be hanging out with people more like every single day? Should I be? No. Like, and, and you know, they're like, I, yesterday was a day that I had completely alone. Like, I had no plans at all. Didn't talk. The only person I talked to was my counselor online. Did not even see her in real person. And, and I, and someone had texted me, like, kind of like on the edge of asking me yeah. to hang out. And I remember thinking, like, you know what? I don't want to hang out with anybody today. And it's okay. Like, I needed that. And uh, it was good. And you know what? If I had today, and and I kind of, I don't even realize I'm alone. I listen to podcasts. I'm, like, doing things. I'm, like, tinkering tinkering around. I go on a walk. You know, I don't really realize that I'm alone. I don't really feel, like, like people would be like, aren't you lonely to live by yourself? I'm like, not really. Like, I, I text with people you know, all day long, I, you know, I'll talk on the phone with people when I'm on a walk, I listen to so many podcasts, so it, like, it feels like I have, you know, I, I just don't, and I like that, like, I really like that, I like, but when I, you know, when I come home, I want to feel like I don't have to be on, that's my and thing. that's my whole thing is, like, and that's kind of for some, and that's for me for summertime, because when I go to, when you go to work, it's, you have to be on, you know, summertime, I'm like, I'm turning off. I am powering down. <laughs> I remember coming home from our very, like, my very last day of this first year. Yeah. You know, I got home probably at, like, noon. Like, I finished up everything. I was done. I got home, looked at my mom, who works from home, and was like, I'm going to go lay down for a little bit. And I woke up, and it was 3 o'clock. Girl, I took, like, a two-hour nap. I got two or three hours Yeah. Nap, and I woke up, and I was like, like, the first thing I felt was guilt. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I just took a really long nap. And then I was like... But I also was like, oh, 
the fact that I just took a three-hour nap in the middle of the day tells you just how sleep-deprived I've been. Well, that's exactly right. I mean, I, if I, you know. But my mental I health take, is better. I take so many naps, and I'm like, you know what? I'm probably a better human because of it. But Absolutely. anyways, they, naps have been the one thing that's powered me through. Uh, naps well, are Well, thank you, Lauren, the, for talking to me about mental health through the pandemic. It was I don't know how to even wrap this up. A roller there coaster? <laughs> I mean, oh, the, roller coaster is the best word for it. There were some loops and some loop de loops and some ups and downs, but for we, both made of us. we made it. We made it. All right. <laughs>